Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. This is entitled 25 Tips to Manage Stress During the Holidays. 25 Tips to manage stress during the holidays. Uh, Brother Tony entitled it this. He said, 25 tips for managing stress, the blues, and grief during the holidays. But it's not just for the holidays. It's for any time. You know, I've said in times past, as as all of you know, that for most folks, this is happy for me. It's the most wonderful time of the year. But for some folks, Christmas time is an awful time. And they're suffering. And they're dealing with all kinds of emotions and things. The holiday season, for many people, just puts them under stress. And others experience the blues. And, and, and they're struggling in a whole lot of different ways. And for especially those that maybe had lost a loved one recently, holidays can be challenging. So, uh, you know, even if someone lost a loved one during the holiday season, they can be challenged. So I believe, and I'm going to go over these, and I'm going to try to go over and emphasize a little bit different. So I want you to hang in there with me and uh, just see. And I, I'm going to emphasize some things with these 25 points. Some things, uh, they, they just, they emphasize themselves. Um, and so you be praying with me, Okay. Amen. Thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> y'all at home live stream, y'all be praying with me, okay, too, as well, because I need your prayers this morning. Uh, we highlighted this particular message like this. We said the holiday season is a time when many people get under stress. Here are some ways we can avoid stressful situations. But again, this is not just for the holiday season. And not going to have a whole lot of scripture, but everything is related to the word today, okay? Uh, Number one, plan ahead. Plan ahead. Planning is vitally important. Uh, Brother Hagin used to tell us preparation time is never wasted time. Plan ahead. This involves not only planning your time, but also planning how you will spend your money. Look at his name and say, he's talking to you now for sure. (laughs) live by budget not by impulse brother John Osteen used to say you can't buy everything your little beady eyes see he used to tell his wife Dodie that now I don't tell Pastella that amen because she doesn't do that Amen. amen thank the Lord amen amen but you can't but planning ahead will help you number two and it goes along with that Prioritize. What do you mean by prioritize? Prioritize, prioritize, and decide how much you can actually do, how much you can and should actually spend. You don't want to start the new year with bills that you can't pay. Let me say that again. You don't want to start the new year with bills that you can't pay. Some people, they get, they get a, a new credit card, and they go nuts with it during the holiday season. You shouldn't uh, just put things on your credit card that you know you can't afford. Um, Brother Tony said this, do your best to create an atmosphere 
that focuses on doing rather than having. What do you mean by that, Pastor? By doing something for others rather than what I can have. Me, my wife, my son, his wife, us four, no more. Amen. This, again, we're giving this out and presenting this to you to relieve stress and pressure that may come, not only during the holidays, but anytime. Number three, don't be afraid to say no. Wow, that's a biggie. Don't be afraid to say no. There may be some things you can do to reduce some of the demands on your life and time. I found out years ago that because someone has a plan for me and feels like somebody ought to do something and they come to you or me and ask, ask you or me to do it, we don't have to always say yes. And that's not being mean. That's being wise. Wisdom comes from the word of God. And Jesus didn't do everything that everybody wanted him to do. He couldn't. Everybody wanted him to be everywhere, every place, all at the same time. So don't be afraid to say no. And number four goes right along with that. Pace yourself. In athletics, in, especially in track and field, if you're running distance races, if you're a good racer, you have to pace yourself. Because if you go out too strong, you're not going to have anything left for the finish. How many want to finish life strong? Well, pace yourself. People tend to overextend themselves and to commit to doing more than they possibly can in the limited time they have, especially during the holidays. Be careful during holidays not to overcommit to people, not to overcommit to things. Don't take on more than you can comfortably handle. You don't have to, but it's up to you. And stop trying to be superman or superwoman by doing it all yourself. If there's a meal being prepared and, and you're going to have 25 at your house, don't set yourself up to say you're going to do it all. Amen. Well, Pastor, they expected, well, hey, you don't have to be superwoman or superman. You do what you can and learn to delegate. Amen. <laughs> I can remember years back because when, when we had so now uh, it's different. Now, a lot of our family have gone home to be with the Lord. But Pastor El and I, on Christmas Day in particular, we prepared ourselves a weekend in, in advance, our minds anyway, because we knew we had to travel on the road to visit at least seven households and to, to relatives, grandparents, aunts and uncles. We set ourselves up to do that because we didn't know how to say no and we didn't know how to, how, how to let folks know. And we would do that. We would start off early in the, in the morning on Christmas and we wouldn't finish to, to almost dark on, 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 at night and we would be exhausted. And sad thing is we, those loved ones aren't around. A lot of them aren't here, so we don't have to do that now. But if we had been wise, we wouldn't have been doing that the whole entire time. We may have visited some prior to some. We may have got on the phone and said, how y'all doing? <laughs> that kind of thing. But you don't have to do that. 
So pace yourself. That this next one, which is number six, goes along that. Be realistic with what you can do. Unrealistic and hyper idealism expectations set you up for disappointment. Some people commit to so many things that they couldn't possibly do them. And they cause themselves stress by doing that. Don't do it. This can be a guide that can help you from now on during the holiday season, but every day in life. Number seven, examine your traditions. What do you mean examine your traditions? Which ones do you want to keep? Is it time to establish some new ones? I'll add, is it time just to stop some doing some stuff that you've done in times past? You don't have to do everything that you traditionally do every year. Amen? This is, this is just wisdom. Amen. These are just some practical steps that can help you avoid stress, help you avoid being in the blues and, and, and have all kinds of grief over the holidays. Number eight or nine, realize that each person is unique. Realize that each person, each individual is unique. What do you mean by that, Pastor? What is enjoyable and fulfilling for one person may be stressful and unpleasant for another. Everybody doesn't like the same things. How many people in your family you find out they don't like the same foods? I saw that commercial on television that uh, the grandmother was there and, and she said, I think she said, well, where's the sweet potatoes? And then her daughter looked at her daughter and said, didn't you make sweet potatoes? And her, her daughter said, you didn't tell me to make sweet potatoes. She said, yes, I did. Y'all remember that commercial? Before anybody saw it besides me. And then that was that one where they had that, uh, that where they throw the red flag and they said, let's go back and review it and look at it. And then she saw what she said she was going to make them. You know, realize that everybody doesn't have to have the same thing. You know, I used to try to always uh, do for Pastor Ella and things that I liked. It took me a while. Sister Powers, it took me years to realize Sister Pastor Ella doesn't like everything that I like. And I was really doing, and I thought I was doing something good for her because I liked it and she liked something else. Everybody is unique. You don't have to, you have to realize, and we have to realize, everybody is not uh, uh, you can't do the same thing for everybody and think that's going to make everybody happy because some things, some people like different things. Amen? Some solitude, being by yourself, is okay. Some solitude. Matter of fact, I believe in holidays that it's necessary some solitude, but avoid excessive isolation. In other words, don't get by yourself and stay by yourself. Reach out to people and make it a point to be with others that you choose to and that choose to be with you. Especially seek out people who are supportive and care about you. Isn't it nice to be about people around people that love you and really want to be with you? And that you want to be around too. 
Amen. Pastor, everybody in my family is not that way. Well, everybody in everybody's family is not that way. Amen. <laughs> but there's somebody and some people that you will like and that you will want to be about. And it's okay to have some solitude for yourself, but it's okay to reach out to, especially for people that uh, you know that may be alone themselves. You can help them and minister to them and minister to yourself too as well. Reach out. One thing you can do, you can reach out to an old friend that you've lost contact with. So there's some, we all have some people that, that, that uh, we were once years ago or a while really close to, and we just lost contact with them. We don't see them anymore, and we don't hear from them. Reach out to them. Give them a call. Let them know that you, hey, that you were thinking about them. You know, you'd be surprised how you can be led by the Spirit to call uh, so-and-so or aunt so-and-so or, or cousin so-and-so and let them know that God want, that you were thinking about them and that you just want to pray with them and, uh, hey, that maybe we could get together for lunch next, next week or something like that. I just wanted to let you know that I love you and appreciate you. How that can affect them and encourage them and can encourage you. So reach out. Number whatever. If you have some specific needs during the holidays, tell others about it. Oh, Pastor, I just like to keep everything to myself. No, you don't. Because you have some expectations yourself. Don't expect others to be mind readers. How many have been like that? In relationship, that's something that, that happens too. Sometimes people say, uh, spouses can tell, I just thought you would know what I want. How are they going to know what you want if you don't tell them? Amen. <laughs> We're not, unless the Holy Ghost reveals things unto you. There are no gifts of the Spirit in operations, but they only come as the Spirit wills, the Bible says. Tell people what you need. Realize that others may not respond to or meet all your needs. Only God can do that. Amen? And this just goes right along with that. Find a way to serve and to help others. Holiday season, that's great to do. But you know that's good to do all of in every season, Albert Schweitzer made this quote. He said this, I don't know what your destiny will be, but one thing I know, the only ones among you who will be really happy are those who have sought and found a way to serve. To really be happy, we got to serve others. Jesus said, I've come to seek and serve those which were lost. That's the reason he gave his life, so that we could have life and life more abundantly. You, you remember the message that we taught, save to serve? We are, as Christians, especially during the holiday season, it's just good to reach out and help others. And I thank God that I'm looking at people that I know that I've seen you do that over and over again to help others, family members, but, or, or friends, different folks. Sometimes folks, you came and helped during Thanksgiving and here and did different things and giving and that kind of thing to help others during the Christmas time. I, 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 <laughs> I could say something about everyone in this room that have done something like that. And I thank God for you. 
But this is just one way that you can redirect, focus off of you and me and get it on others. And it'll take, it'll relieve stress. Take care of yourself. Let me say that again. Look at your name and say, I know he's talking to you about this one too. Amen. Take care of yourself. If your tendency is to take care of everyone else and neglect yourself, some people are saying, oh me, do some special things just for you and don't let yourself feel guilty about it. You know, it's a sad thing. And a lot of Christians, this is way, because you can be so well-meaning and you're always looking to help someone else and that's a great thing. But if you give out everything, every bit of energy that you have, what? how are you going to make it yourself? Take care of yourself. This is wisdom, y'all. This is something to go back and listen to and read and get and, and read over it from time to time. Not just in the holidays, but especially in the holiday season. One of the things that we can do, be proactive. What do you mean by proactive? It goes along with what we said about preparation time, preparing. Again, Brother Hagin used to tell us, preparation time is never wasted time. Don't wait for something to happen. Make something happen. In athletics, people that are, uh, people that are winners and people that really... uh, are go-getters. They don't sit back and wait. They make things happen themselves. Ask yourself about the kind of holiday experience you like to have. Then ask, what can I do to make that happen? Don't accept a victim's mentality. You know, what is that that uh, cartoon that I used to lo- like to watch? Slep Rock. You remember? Y'all remember Slep Rock? Y'all, y'all might not remember that, but he was a guy. I think it was on the Flintstones. Slep Rock. He walked around, and it was a cloud. Over, it was a thunder cloud raining over his head everywhere he went. wasn't raining on nobody else, but him. Victim mentality. Oh me, poor me. Nobody's got it like me. Nobody, the Christian thing that we got, I'm going through. That's that Christian phrase. You hear, so hopefully you don't say it a lot. I'm just, I'm just going through, Pastor. Well, everybody's going through something, but don't be a victim about it. Realize that Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. You may be experiencing some circumstance you wouldn't have chosen, but there are things you can do to make the holidays better for yourself and others. One thing, put a smile on your face. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I always say, you know, I say, you can't uh, rejoice unless you already joyed before. Re means you're doing it again and again and again. Even rejoicing and praising. You can't rejoice unless you've already rejoiced. Be proactive. Remember the wisdom of the the sin, 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 say that for me. 
Serenity prayer. Thank you. <laughs> serenity prayer. It, it, you see it on the screen right now. Lord, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Isn't that a good prayer? That's the wisdom of God. That's the reason we call it a serenity prayer. It'll bring peace to you. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And one of the things, ways that will help us to walk in that, two of the things, don't focus on the past. Some folks remember everything that went wrong, how it did, what they did to get up to it, and that's their focus. And if you focus on something, you'll bring it to pass again. People say, and the world says, this is a good phrase, the Bible even lets us know. I mean, uh, if you don't know your history, you're bound to commit the same mistakes that you've done in times past. Knowing history is important. Knowing what works and what didn't work. So don't focus on the past and don't dwell on what you don't have. How many know people like that? All they talk about is what they don't have. Well, you know, I wish I had a car like yours. I wish I had a house like yours. Oh, if I was blessed to have a husband like you do, if I was blessed to have a wife like you, I wish I had children like you. And they're always talking about what they don't have. <clears throat> and they're focusing on that. And they got all these blessings that God has blessed them with. But they're focusing on what they don't have. It'll make you sad if you don't recognize the wonderful things that God has blessed you with and focus on the things that you do have and major on them. I didn't know how this would go, how long it would take. I thank God I'm going to finish it. There were some folks that questioned if I could get through 25 points or not and teach it. Yes, say man. <laughs> you know, this one is very important, though, and I, I mentioned it earlier. If you've experienced a significant loss, give yourself permission to grieve. A lot of times we even talk about, I mean, grieving, and some people even teach about, you know, no one should grieve, and, you know, you walk by faith. And, you know, that's a grieving process when you walk by faith. Because when someone, say someone transitions and goes home to be with the Lord, we know that they're happy as they're going to be. And we know in, in our hearts, in our mind, hey, they wouldn't come back if they, well, but that doesn't take the fact that we're going to miss them. We're going to miss loved ones. And it's all right to grieve. It's all right. Now, I don't, I don't say get in a position and stay in grief. I don't think that's the th thing to do. But give yourself permission to grieve. There's often pressures to put on happy faces because of the season. Some things that can help. Journaling, writing things down that happens during your day can be a healthy and helpful way of identifying and expressing feelings you may experience during a difficult season of your life. I can remember when I worked at the Rehabilitation Center, we had to journal everything that happened during that day. And then we would go back and we would look and see how uh, different things affected the different young folks and the experiences they had. You can do that for yourself. Some people journal every day. And it's a, right, it's, uh, it's a way of, of 
getting their feelings on paper where they can see exactly how they feel and being real. Also, give yourself permission to enjoy the holidays in spite of your loss. You can. You can have a, you can have fun. You can have a good time. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. God will help us. Moderation. Avoid the temptation to dive into extremes. You know, scripture, people take the word moderation in scripture and they misunderstand it. They, you know, you can do a little bit of everything. No, that meant that meant to be 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 happy, be joyful, be be present in the power of God. But moderation in itself, of our, especially our actions and what we do is important. You can't. Just go extreme on everything and think you're going to have energy to do what you need to do. So moderation is important. And it goes along with the next one. Take care of your health. Let me say that again. Take care of your health. How do I do that? Eat right. Get plenty of rest. Sleep, y'all. And exercise regularly. Some folks think exercise is a bad word. It's not. Common stress reactions during the holidays include headaches, overeating, and difficult sleeping because they allow all these other things to overwhelm them. And people do that. And if you and I aren't observant, we can allow those things. If you're having headaches that you normally don't have during, and you're having during the holiday season, think about what you're doing. Think about what you're thinking about and realize I need to let some of this stuff go. Moderation or uh, just say no to some things. You haven't got to be at everybody's Christmas party. <laughs> There's some that you want to go to. You haven't got to go to everybody's house. Now, you know, you haven't got to buy everybody a gift. Now, I want a gift from everybody. I know. <laughs> but you're probably not going to get one from everybody. <laughs> Amen. Pastor, this is really different. I know, it's, but it's practical and it's wisdom. Take care of your health. And I love this one. Put some humor in your holidays. How? Laugh. One of the things that we like to do here at church, we like to laugh and have a good time. Sometimes we're in a funny movie. Is that all right, Pastor? God had me to minister to an 85-year-old lady. Pastor El and I, when we were traveling, we were in a, in a city, actually in the state of Alabama, and we, we were traveling, and we were still living in Tulsa. And you know, it's, it's, and I had been preaching, and, and the pastor took me to one of his staunch members that had been sick and going through a lot of things. And, and, uh, and as I was there, to pray for her, but the Holy Spirit told me to tell her something which I thought was, wow. He told me to tell her to watch, at that time, uh, Red Fox had the, the show Sanford and Son. He told me to tell her you need to laugh more and to watch Sanford and Son. And you know what? I had never said that before, and I never said that since. But the Bible says laughter is like a medicine. It's important. In the holidays, for, for us to, to uh, 
Enjoy yourself. Rent a funny movie. Proverbs 17, 22 says this. A merry heart does good like a medicine. Amen. A merry heart does good like a medicine. God talks a lot about laughter and the joy of the Lord. I like this one too. And these last one, two, three, four, five are just really great, y'all. I'm about done. Make a list of all the free things that you can enjoy at Christmas times. A lot of people think, well, I don't have enough money to do this. Well, there's some things that you can do for free. Light displays. Pastor Ellen and I used to like to do that, go around. People don't do it as much as they used to, but, you know, how they fix up the yard. and We just drive around and look at the different lights, the Christmas lights. Church service. You're doing that right now. You're in church. Amen. And preferably, you get something that will encourage you. And it doesn't cost you anything. Community plays, different things that goes on. They have some in, in our area that, that uh, you can go to and, and watch. Partake of some of these things. Musicals, things like that that don't cost you anything. And, but it'll put you in a, in a position to enjoy the holidays. Now, like this one too. Be honest about your own emotional health and your own personal tendencies. You have different things that you like to do, but you got to be honest about yourself. You have things that you like not, uh, not to do, and you have things you like to do. Do you need to address anger? Are you a perfectionist? Where if, it, if everything is not right about it, you just... I don't want it at all. That can lead to stress. And some folks have a tendency to blame others about anything that goes wrong. Stop it. If that's you, don't do it. Some things just happen. And it wasn't anybody's fault. It just went wrong. And there's no one to blame. The devil. But he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, Right? But you don't have to blame others. What can I do, Pastor? Focus on the spiritual aspects of the holidays, of Christmas in particular. There's so much that we had to glean from. I know for our children and our youth, the focus is usually on, you know, and, and rightfully so, what, what, what I'm going to get, what I can play with and things like that. But as we mature and as we grow, even when we're young, we can focus not so much on the material things, but on the presence of God and the reason we're celebrating. Maintain or increase your spiritual disciplines. What do you mean? Maintain or increase your spiritual disciplines. Well, Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7 says this, and this comes from the Living Bible. Don't worry about anything. Pastor Ellis said something like that this morning. You know what? Uh, we were at a family get-together the other day, and I thought I had lost my keys because I, 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 I was, uh, I, now I had my car keys on one set, and then I had this big old set of keys that she's talked to y'all about before. And, you know, it's probably about 40 keys on it. Do I have it in my pocket? No, no, it's right over there. Let me see my keys, baby. Bring them over here. You, you, you talked about me. Amen. I'm going out of screen. I'm sorry for you live stream, folks. Here's my set of keys that Pastor Ella was talking about. I know about, I know about what a third of them will do, but the rest of them I don't have a clue. 
And I thought, but, but I do have a house key on here and a church key and <laughs> some things that are very bad. And I thought I had lost it. And, and we were looking this morning and stuff and just, just you know, and I was looking all around. I said, where's the key? I said, oh, I left it at that gathering. It must have fell out of my pocket. It must have fell out of my pocket. And I said, well, and she said, well, we just, and we looked and we looked and looked. And I said, well, I got to go to church to get everything ready. And I, and I came over here and I was getting things ready. And I went in my office and you know what was sitting on my desk? The set of keys. You know, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs. And don't forget to thank him for your answers. That's what Pastor Ella said. I called her and said, I found my keys. She said, and they were right on her desk. She said, well, the Lord just told me that's what they were. And she said, I wasn't going to worry about it. And I wasn't either. We were looking. I wanted to find them. But it wasn't either panicking. What if, they had, what if I had left them? We'd, we'd have got them sooner or later. But the scripture says don't worry about anything. Verse 7 says this. And again, this is the Living Bible. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. In other words, to maintain peace and have spiritual dis discipline, trust in God. And quit worrying. What if something goes wrong? I got news for y'all. In case you didn't know, something is going to go wrong. Something's going to happen. But Pastor, I thought you were a faith teacher. I am. I'm believing God for the best all the time. But sometimes when you cook your meal, something might burn. You know, <laughs> I made a cake the other day. Yeah, I, I, say that. I made my own birthday cake. I like caramel cake. Nobody was going to make one for me. I said, I know how to make a cake. <laughs> I made my own cake. Amen. And it was good too, wasn't it? Amen. <laughs> Amen. But, but one layer, when I looked at the layer that came out, they came out, so they were kind of warped a little bit. They, you know, but, you know that, that happened. Yeah, I, I blame it on the, on the oven. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but but you know, it, it wasn't any any need for me to worry about that. I enjoy the cake. We still got some left. I ate too much of it. Amen. 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 <laughs> yes, I did. But I did share it. I shared it with others. My sister, I gave him my brother in law, they had some. They waving their hand like they had some. My mom had some too. Amen. Still got a little bit left. But don't worry. Be quiet. Be I mean the peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet. And at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. Finally, the last one. And this is my favorite of, of all. And I hope you've enjoyed this. I know it's different and uh, kind of unique. But I think these things can help us. This last one. Live a Christmas life. I never heard it said like that. Live a Christmas life. What do you mean? Not just on Christmas Day. Is it possible that part of folks' problems, ours maybe, around the holidays, is that we are trying to cram a year's worth of love, of celebrating, of remembering into sometimes a month, sometimes a day, sometimes just an hour? Don't do that. How can I do that? Live a Christmas life. If you're like Sister Ellen and I, we love when it gets to be October now when certain television stations 
start showing the Christmas movies. And one of the most peace that we have and things that we do together now. And Pastor, you mean you watch some of those Christmas? I do. And I relax. And it's so joyful to experience. And I'm going to endeavor upcoming the rest of this year and, and for the rest of my life to live a Christmas life. And not just the Christmas season is my most enjoyable time. But I want to live a Christmas life. And that's a Christian life. That's a life of love and joy and peace. Amen. Amen. Did, did you get some things out of this today? That, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I hope it brought some things. To, and again, we got copies. If you want this entire message, they're, they're back in the foyer if you didn't get one. And, uh, you know, you might want to get it and make some copies and give it to somebody else that you know they may have came to your mind. And that'll be fine, too. Again, 25 tips to manage stress during the holidays. Jesus is the answer to every stressful situation, every problem. If you are at home and, Pastor, I'm having all that stuff. I'm doing all, I'm overdoing everything. Jesus is the answer. Get the focus off of you and focus in on him. How do I do that? By making him the Lord of my life. Let's pray right now. And I'm going to ask all of you, everyone in here, to pray this prayer with me. And as we pray this, if you've never invited him into your heart, now is your time. Let's pray. Repeat after me. Father God. Right now, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart, that you died for me. You paid the price so I could have life and life more abundantly. A stress-free tree life. A love life. A life of joy. A life of health. Thank you for saving me. I am saved. I have a brand new life. Amen. You just prayed that prayer. You just started a brand new walk with Jesus. We have some information, actually three mini books that we want to give you. You see on the screen now uh, a QR code that you can scan with your phone, and then it'll take you to a video that tells you how you can become a part of the family of God. And if you'd like to become a part of this family, we welcome you. We say, welcome home. And we just thank God.